0: Today is a special episode because dun, 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 it's my first guest on the podcast and her name is Sam Hiddle and this woman, yo, this woman is a lumineer in the mindfulness space. She has truly been a catalyst in my experience and expansion throughout the past couple years i met her through uncw we both went to school there and she was teaching fitness classes in the rec center and i was just like wow i was like in awe of this woman she is just one of the people that you really look up to and you're like i wish i could be her friend Um, but here we are. She is a friend, she is a dear sister and a for lifer. We've talked about how it's beautiful to have a friendship which is new to me, but to have a friendship that you know is only going to build and build and compound upon itself and go deeper and be more intimate and more profound and have more connections and ways of weaving through the world that is just in support. There's no competition. There's no jealousy. There's no judgment. There's none of these things that In my life, honestly, I've been so used to when it comes to friendships with women. So I am so honored and proud to call her a dear friend. And she is going to bless this podcast with her wisdom. One of the profound lessons that Sam has taught me has been the power of your intention And doing things from a place that is pure and operating from that place. And in my opinion, that place is your heart. So to have a model in this space of what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like to communicate with someone who is operating from this heart space. It's the most beautiful gift to witness and experience because once you see that for the first time you now have the permission to find what that looks like, feels like, and is to you in your own unique way. She is also one of the most present people that I have come across in my entire life. The way that she shows up 110% in whatever moment is right in front of her face, is so commendable. And to have someone in my close circle who has these traits is such a gift. So without further ado, I am beyond excited to introduce to you Sam Hiddle.
1: Yeah <laughs> oh, It's so Yay. nice to be here. Yes. It's such an, an equal honor. I know you said it, it's an honor and you're you're so proud to call me a friend, but Lily, it's the same it is equally reciprocated and just such an honor to be on your podcast. Yay. <laughs> just a moment ago I, I, I joked to you i said look at you, you little podcaster
0: <laughs> not knowing having no set no microphone nothing
1: just winging it i love in. that the simplicity though yeah. it's perfect it's perfect no it's yeah. it feels so nice to just honestly it feels like just a. this will just be a recording of a of a conversation you and i have like Often,
0: <laughs> and that's what I'm that's the point. Like, that's all I want to do because I feel like I find myself in conversations with people that I'm just like, if I could just press record,
1: mm. then yeah. this
0: could potentially impact people or that one person. It's beautiful conversations that I find myself in, so I'm so honored <laughs> and it's a privilege to have you as my first guest and just to share your voice because it's it's a powerful one. <laughs> it's so powerful
1: <laughs> yeah I I can't believe it's been I mean gosh UNCW was I mean that was like eight years ago you know just a moment <laughs> ago I was talking about like the change that like I've endured as a, a human being and also a, a yoga teacher in these 8 years and also you in your journey and you know that beautiful introduction of you like admiring me is so so beautiful but you know it's like we didn't know each other like intimately or closely you know 8 years ago and really up until I'd say like you know 2 years ago a year and a half ago mm-hmm. if that you know on this like sisterhood like soul connection kind of level and it just has made its way full circle mm-hmm. in a beautiful, natural, super organic way. And I love that. Yes, me
0: too. <laughs> and I find it comfortable too because I can literally cut out anything.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. So and just be like, pitch that. The, yeah, it takes the weight Burst. off. Yes. <laughs> Behind the scenes. <laughs> it does take the weight off of it and it's just like i feel myself I mean, yeah like,
0: man like why what is it oh. it doesn't the oh. pressure the pressure <laughs> the pressure that the mind puts on things it's like yo this is just enjoyable yeah it's just for fun and play and exploratory like it yeah. is not all this
1: and expressing of like our own experiences and not holding that weight of like I'm not a perfect human like I certainly don't have it all together there's a lot of pieces of my life that for the first time in like ever I feel like are like connecting and in alignment but that doesn't mean I have all the answers so like yeah just kind of releasing this pressure like it's just a conversation Mm -hmm. it's just a sharing of like my own experiences and what has been helpful or not helpful in my own life Mm -hmm. but yeah not having to hold this (laughs) this pressure yeah
0: and then I think too about like the when people think of podcasts they think of like the the cameras and the Mm. all of that and it's like yo that is so unnecessary oh yeah it's so unnecessary it's so much added pressure and then when you have that added pressure it's like your ego just gets the like power just to show up even more in that space. And then when that's the space that you're speaking from, it's so felt mm. that it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like I can I can listen to 3 minutes of this and then I'm done with it because it's bullshit essentially.
1: Yeah, it's just not from a place of like authenticity and that's felt more than anything. Exactly. I think people who are maybe more in touch with like their authenticity can pick up on you know feeling other people's own um, portrayal of theirs but but still yeah it's very much felt when you're like just trying to like oh do i sound okay mm-hmm. oh like wait let me move my hair mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like none of that matters you know like what you're sharing and what you're saying not your voice or what you appear you know what you look like absolutely. your appearance
0: absolutely
1: it's a good point
0: i can reflect on times where You would teach yoga classes. And then after you would teach, people would feel so welcome to Mm. come up to you. And I think it's because you don't carry that barrier. You don't carry that exterior hard shell of like, I am better than you. I am above you. I am this. I am that. And you are not. Mm. Like you eliminate the barriers and then you show up so presently so authentically so just from a place that is pure and it's it's from your heart and you give that to people and that like you said is what is felt
1: Mm. yeah those are some of my favorite memories of I mean still now even teaching a yoga class this morning like having conversations with with um you know participants afterwards but at UNCW specifically I can remember like and I mean this in the most like loving and uh the most loving way but it's like you know I'd have like a line of people who just wanted to come and just like just honestly say thank you or they loved my music like whatever whatever it was but they felt this because I have felt it too in a yoga class they felt this like need to just say like thank you or just to connect because they felt connected to me Mm -hmm. in that class which is what I've always like as a yoga instructor I really pride myself on how I speak every day is how I want to lead a yoga class I don't want to be saying hi to people come on in welcome and then get started and my voice changes and it's you know, completely fake. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to like be someone I'm not. I've always tried to just lead a class being exactly who I, who I am. um, And not have that barrier that you talked about. It's like, I want to, to share and to connect like deeply. I want to know your name. I want, you know, to like share with you like, Hey, I've seen you the past two weeks. Like, you know, how are you? Like, what's been going on? Like that is yoga like yoga is not just confined to a classroom setting or within an hour hour and 15 minute time frame like that's like that's a piece of yoga but that's not yoga and when when we're like only showing up in those ways but not any other aspect of our life I think we're just doing a disservice to you know the practice of yoga but also ourselves really and truly so what a beautiful time that was just getting to connect with so many different people you know at that age in college like I think back to that everyone is so open-minded like they're so I think like open and receptive to new things and to change in a way that we kind of lose as we get older Mm. or get we get more set in our routines or like our our everyday comfort just happened to be the divine timing of like i was teaching yoga in 2018 2017 at uncw to 85 students sometimes that were so open to just being there to just like sharing in a space so because they could feel and i can speak from
0: being from the receiving end of that they could feel that this is something real Mm. This is something that actually goes beyond the surface. This is actually something that touches a depth within me.
1: Mm. I also, like, I just really want to offer something, like, tangible, but, you know, not tangible in a class. Like, I don't want to just send people through physical poses mindlessly. Like, I want to offer them like a space to explore and a space to just kind of observe their own bodies and emotions maybe attached to that movement or lack of movement like stillness perhaps so i think that also was something and to this day i think when i taught earlier this week that's that's what i shared with with participants it's like i want to offer you something real and something that you can tap into on your own every single day not just when you're coming to sam's yoga class like that's beautiful if you can tap into it there but like i want to give you something that you can like take with you and make your own Mm -hmm. and not not it be me not it be like oh let me tell you exactly how to do this and where you should be feeling it it's like no let me just give this to you and you you explore it and you see how it resonates in your own body mind and soul (laughs) (laughs)
0: that process of exploring and meeting yourself is Mm -hmm. the most profound sustainable and uplifting connection that you can have it's you with you Mm-hmm. at the end of all of it like the beginning of this life you had you at the very end of this life you will only have you right your possessions your things the people you meet along the way like yes they will evolve you and contribute to your human experience but at the end of all of it it's you and yeah. it's, it's like the depths to which you've traveled within yourself And the exploratory process of that, uncovering the layers and really finding out who you are by knowing what you are not. Mm. You spoke on mindfulness and that it's it's easier almost to know what mindfulness is Mm. by recognizing what it is not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mindfulness is, or oftentimes is a word that's kind of tricky to describe. It's like, what is mindfulness or what is being a mindful being yeah a lot of times it's easier to say like it is not just going through the motions and it's it's being present like with every single thought every single action every single word that you speak and you know every conversation like it mindfulness is it's a way of life (laughs) Um, and I think it's really hard in our society. Our society I feel like doesn't set up set us up for success to be like mindful beings. We are so rushed and like I'm so guilty of this as well. But it's like we rush to the next thing, we throw on our shoes, we get into our car, we drive, you know, sometimes we're distracted when we're driving, like we we think to ourselves, how did I get from A to B? Because I wasn't even paying attention. Mm -hmm. Like that is not mindfulness. But I think mindfulness for me has changed my life. I believe it's mindfulness that has over time and over, I'd say 10 years of activating and prioritizing. It's what's lifted the cloud of being an active participant in my reality as opposed to just kind of moving through the motions and and forgetting things and not experiencing life fully i think is is truly what mindfulness has allowed me to to do which is really really powerful
0: so mindfulness and presence tying into one mm-hmm. How do you cultivate a sense of mindfulness or presence internally? Like how do you build a relationship between you and presence, you and mindfulness within your own being?
1: Stillness. (sighs) I think if I could answer it in one word, it would be stillness and like stillness through meditation, but also stillness and just like not having to do anything stillness has allowed me to notice and observe my thoughts to notice my physical body like discomforts or you know a little headache in the back of my mind oh why is that or whatever physical experiences I might be having but more so just the thoughts the thought patterns even that observance of oh this feels so silly i have like 800 things to do and i'm sitting in stillness like mm, it's like that observance of that thought says so much like it is more than likely saying that you know you are rushed you you know don't have room in your life for flexibility you're like one one moment away from that to being like having like a, a panic attack or having like a breakdown or a um, like a complete out-of-touch experience from your emotions it's like you're just that close away so yeah I think stillness is a way that we can invite this idea of being more mindful into our lives and through getting to know ourselves and getting to know our thoughts and just observing that that then then we're able to like relay that out into the world of huh like this tree is so beautiful or gosh, I've never noticed like this fence around my yard or very specific things. You just, your, your entire awareness, your consciousness just increases as a whole. And so you become just more connected to yourself and everything around you. I think is really like a lot of what mindfulness is that like connectedness to yourself like first and foremost because when you're connected to yourself intimately you can connect intimately with the world around you but if you don't know yourself closely and like on a deep level how could we ever get to know other people or other things like you know notice how beautiful a flower is like deeply if we don't have that kind of craving to know ourselves. So, yeah, connectedness. What a beautiful yes. thing.
0: And in relationships or friendships, you can only meet another to the depth in which you've met yourself. Mm-hmm. If like you're craving or desiring a depth and connection. You have to give yourself all the things that you desire first. give that to yourself first so that you can then be able to give that out to others and I think that that's something that you do so beautifully because you show up in so many areas giving, giving, giving to so many people through yoga and just through your presence so how do you stay full? How do you fill your cup enough Mm -hmm. to be able to then overflow and give To an entire community of ages ranging from (laughs) 85, 90 year olds to all the way to like probably 15, 16, 17 year olds.
1: I prioritize my time with myself, which you know, like I am human, like there's definitely times I fall short, but I can feel that, like I can feel when I haven't like refilled my cup or replenished my own Means, um but I think you know to answer that truly like my journaling practice for me is like a really big um it's a moment of self-reflection it's a moment of stillness it's that time for me to kind of think through what am I feeling like in this moment what are my thoughts am I stressed about journaling because I have 800 other things to do like It's my moment to kind of sit down and scan. Like my time to sit down and observe. And then for me that energetic imprint of journaling has always been so helpful. Mm -hmm. Like not even just like having the thought, but then taking the thought and applying it to paper. Or, you know, for some like applying it like typing on a computer or through art Mm -hmm. and expressing like that way. Um, I think it's all one and the same. But for me in my my life. I can tell when I don't do that and when I haven't checked in with myself that I'm typically pouring from, yes, an empty cup, or I try to like fakely fill it. Like I fill it with all this fake shit and then it comes out as fake shit because that's what it is. You know, I try not to do that often. Like it's so important because that like, I want to give my yoga classes, my yoga participants something real and authentic, but I want to give myself something real and authentic. I don't wanna give myself I mean, really any less than what like I'm just like truly experiencing. I just wanna be fully there with myself. I mean you said it beautifully earlier about like ultimately like I have a loving partner. I have loving and unbelievable friendships. But what I experience on a day to day are my own thoughts and like my own body. So if we don't have a positive relationship with those things then it makes life really hard really challenging so yeah I feel like I'm always trying to get to know myself a little bit better or you know not analyze situations too deeply about did I handle that the best way or could I have said that a different way was I being authentic to who I am but that self-reflection really is important and then it just allows us to continue to improve and improve and improve. And it all stemmed from this place of just like, like well, kind of it's used to the beginning of just like leading a life from your heart space. Like just everything you do, you say, you think, falls into alignment. And it's just, uh it just feels really good. That takes a lot of work, I think, to get mm-hmm. to that place, but mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced it a little bit here and there. sometimes the alignment gets out of whack <laughs> but when it's when it's there, oh it's really lovely. For me that journaling practice though really is so powerful. It's a it's my non-negotiable it's something that I've taken with me year after year after year. I mean I have found journals that I kept from when I was 13 years old. I mean, you do kind of you build this like loving discipline and this commitment to yourself that then when you're able to commit to yourself because you know you deserve that, you can like show up for other people, I think too, because we all deserve that, and I've given myself that like I know that I deserve that, and so I'm able to show other people like, hey, like you are worthy of having a conversation with someone where they just focus on you, where like you can share and express and they can hold that space for you um i think that that's just so important so yeah journaling has also changed my life
0: journaling i feel is a beautiful act of self love mm-hmm. and like you said carving out that time with yourself and it being non negotiable is laying the framework for what you desire you don't expect anything less but like full presence and you're you're giving that to yourself so that you can then receive that from another because you know that exists.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You cultivate and create this time through giving yourself acts of self-love. And I think it's a beautiful tie into one of the many of your approaches to yoga and having this body positivity, inclusivity, mm-hmm. peace that goes into your teaching and really establishing a loving foundation where you can enter that space of stillness, of silence, and give acceptance to yourself, not try to change yourself, not Mm. try to be different, but like, I accept you, I see you, I love you, Mm. I am with you, Mm -hmm. I feel you, being that voice that others may not hear from their own inner voice is such a beautiful gift to give to people that can then introduce them to a new narrative Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where they can then establish and create their own version of what that voice sounds like instead of the incessant stream of the negative, perpetual,
1: toxic voice. Yeah, that, like, negative self-talk. I think we oftentimes forget, like, I try to always create this balance in my life of spirituality, but also very, like, a very realistic approach to things. And, like, psychology is real. You know, that field of study is so true. And so I try to incorporate that also into this, like, very ancient spiritual... Um, even religious at times um, practice of yoga, but the the reality of it is that our, our brain can change. Like our thoughts and our perceptions can change and our mind is a tool and what we tell our brain is what our brain will believe. So when we tell our brain in our mind, I'm not good enough, I'm not worth this, I don't deserve this, Um, I'm ugly, I, you know, just these terrible narratives of who we are, over time our brain just believes that, and we're habitual creatures, so not only does our brain believe it, but our actions start to portray that, and even like our, our, our shoulders start to hang heavy, and We try to become smaller than we really are. Mm -hmm. Like we don't like sitting up straight. We don't like, you know, having our hair out of our face to show like who we really are. Like just these little examples of what our mind is enduring every single day. If I can create a space for an hour once a week where people can come to it and they can get to know their bodies and they can be appreciative of what they can do and they can acknowledge that their body has carried them through X amount of years of challenges, like physical challenges, yes, but like the emotional journey that your body has has gone through with you mm-hmm. and they can grow and learn to appreciate that and also recognize that it will never change. Like this is our our vessel, and you know, that's why it's so important to nourish it and to to feed it well and to move it often. You know, like we wanna cultivate this love between our mind and our body, and it's so hard, and I like definitely know because I have not always been in a space of just complete. Love and appreciation for my body and every aspect of it. I, I don't I don't know if you know, I think every single person to some degree has experienced this kind of self-doubt and you know, poor body image, but um, it's a practice, and it's like just learning to grow with yourself and honor yourself so that you can navigate these changes positively. And not hold your physical body accountable, and instead just yeah grow to love it more and more. So that's huge for me. Um, I've been to some yoga classes where you feel super self-conscious. You know, I think everyone maybe if you're listening to this or like I I many times in my life have walked into a yoga class and felt like I didn't belong. And I am a white woman, but, like, I'm not a petite white woman. I am not, like, decked out in the most expensive yoga clothes. I don't have, like, all of the props and, like, you know, my hair perfectly, like, blow-dried or (laughs) curled to show up to a yoga class. And I think sometimes there is this, like, ego that steps into the room and... I, I try to say it almost every single yoga class, like there's no space here for your ego. There's no room, like there's no room for it. So let it let it leave, let yourself just be, you know, whole and authentic and full and free and not, you know, trying to be anyone else other than yourself. But it takes time, it takes time. But if I can incorporate it into a yoga class, then like I'm doing it every single time. Every single time. And also it's like why does yoga have to be for one group of people like at least here in the Western world like yoga has become this super expensive hobby or or exercise really like this expensive form of exercise that typically only white women are in the room like not many men, or even if there are men, it's very competitive and that's like a, you know, very masculine um, characteristic. So it's like, Mm -hmm. even like that too needs to like be kind of worked through, but you know, you don't oftentimes see people of color or people of low um, socioeconomic status. And so like, that's its whole own issue, but like yoga should be a healing practice. And we're only reaching, like, such a small percentage of people who can afford it, which is so sad. So, yes, that's also where, you know, my love for pay what you want or pay what you can yoga classes comes into play or teaching um, out in, you know, poor counties that may not have like as many resources or to disabled adults and children who could never feel comfortable walking into a modern day yoga class because more than likely the teacher wouldn't even know how to cater a class to someone who's a paraplegic or has you know severe autism so it's challenging to meet everyone but I I really love offering something that is self-loving and very inclusive to whatever your body shape is, whatever your religion is, whatever your paycheck looks like. And I think that that's the way yoga should be, but it, it hasn't always it's not it's not always like that, but mm-hmm. I try to do what I can, my relatively small um, circle um, of people I can can touch and people I can meet. That is my passion is like yes yoga but like yoga for all like not just skinny people not not just rich people like every single person like we all deserve this ability to have tools at least like for from people who are like yoga teachers or have this experience to, to get those tools to self-explore into. You know have some techniques to like at least uh, assist in that process of getting to heal and getting to know ourselves everyone deserves that mm-hmm. mm. i could feel like me talking about mindfulness like i can feel my heart rate increase oh. a little bit because it does like it's that thing that like fires me up
0: and that's when you- no. <laughs> that's when you know like you're doing it you're in the space mm. that your heart has called yeah. you to
1: yeah yeah
0: that's beautiful
1: and continuing to move and navigate through life like from that place definitely of that like fired upness so even if like you don't teach yoga or that doesn't resonate with you it's like still finding that thing that like stokes your fire or stokes your light and moving in the direction of that and it's not always it's the ebbs and flows of life like we can't you know be on this always up like no downs Mm -hmm. like that's just not realistic but it's that checking in of okay yeah i made this choice and that's like moving me in the direction i want to go and that feels in alignment or shit like i messed up i made a wrong decision and i need to make it right and how do i make it right like that yeah leaving from a place of just your heart a heart center in knowing yourself is so important
0: and when you're operating from a place that is pure it is coming from your heart like that is your purpose your reason behind pursuing this career pursuing this passion like that passion that fire you're speaking on like that's what's going to propel you forward and mm. continue to be the like, yeah the movement that is needed to face the uncertainties the self-doubt the imposter syndrome all this stuff like the passion behind it the fire behind it that yeah your body responding to it your heart rate increasing <laughs> i you feel it yeah that's what's gonna be the saving grace in moments where the mind enters the space of the heart Mm. when the mind comes in and tells you all these things like well you're not good enough for this well you're not Mm. that well it feels worse to me to go do plan b c d and not just pursue this initial passion right that desire Mm. it's your boat in, Mm -hmm. in a river like it's gonna keep you afloat
1: and provide you with so many opportunities our conversation just before we started talking about i feel like i'm in this big transition time in my life where i'm noticing i i do need to let go of things to pour more into other areas of my life i feel like i've created so many opportunities for myself that like i never i mean i teaching yoga full time basically and like making enough money to support my very simple (laughs) um not super materialistic lifestyle but you know like quote unquote with my air quotes here like um career in yoga that like not many people actually make this like a career out of yoga for me has really just been like a door of opportunity has opened and another door of opportunity has opened. And it's just like my passion has created this highway for me to just like, no, I'm not going to do that because it doesn't align. Yes. I'm going to do this because, Oh my gosh, like, yes, yes. Like I need that. The world needs that. And just Mm -hmm. like, you know, speeding down this highway of passion has just led so many doors to open. And, I think that, you know, sometimes when we like lack this like burning passion or even we don't give ourselves the space to like, what am I passionate about? If I could have a dream life, like doing something or like a hobby that I could do every single day, like what would it be? Like sometimes we don't explore that thought and we just have no idea we just settle for less than we deserve. We could be doing like a lot more um, in terms to like fulfill that passion or fuel that that desire. And I'm just so grateful that I mean I'm an incredibly passionate person. I'm a Scorpio, <laughs> so like I'm super passionate. As I'm sitting here talking with my hands nonstop, yes, yes. <laughs> but like you know that has led me to so many like opportunities like jobs but like just also like you know just just open doors that sometimes like the door is there for a lot of us like the door is there we just never choose to open it or we don't even see the door like we're literally just so mindless or distracted that we don't even see the door that door is like cracked open and we just like walk right on by
0: (laughs) speaking from my experience like i might not want to walk into that door or open it or mm-hmm. acknowledge that it's there because it scares me.
1: Yeah.
0: It scares me to fully step in and own, claim this life that i envision, this highest expression of myself, like owning my voice, stepping into my power, all these things. Like it's not failing that scares me it's more of succeeding. It's more of like my owning my own light mm-hmm. and saying like, yes, I, I do claim this, this is me, this is da da da. Do you have any thoughts on how someone can step more into, yes, the space of their heart, but like once you, because ultimately it's nothing that you don't already know you know what it is in your heart, like you know mm. what is there calling you, nudging you. You just keep ignoring it. You see the door, but how to actually have the courage to open yeah. and walk through
1: it? Yeah, and like step into like our power. Like when you kept saying like you know like owning our light, but like ultimately like stepping into our power. It's interesting because even just right now while you were saying that, and you you did end up kind of like answering it, but like in my mind I'm thinking, but like. But why is that like why are you scared like I just like and I say that a lot when you and I have conversations and it's not ever to like you know this like um, to question but it's more so to like provoke Mm -hmm. to go deeper like to strip back and that's like gosh I feel like I say that a lot when I talk to people it's like go deeper like strip that back okay take another layer Mm -hmm. like keep stripping that back and like what is the root The root is, you know, whatever it is, like, insecurity or, like, this, this, like, root innate belief that, like, we are not good enough or, like, I don't deserve to step into my power because, you know, whatever it is, I've been told my whole life that, like, I'm not good enough or, you know, or this is what you mean to be doing. This is all you're good at. Like, don't stray away from that. That's my encouragement is to, like, face your fears, like, head on. Is like strip back every layer. Like don't shy away from like oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna open that door. Or like step into this new opportunity because I'm scared. Okay, why are we scared? Like strip that back another layer. It's like you know mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know I've been told I I don't learn quick enough and you know strip that back. Like all of these beliefs and it's truly it's like deconstructing years of whatever it might be. Like not loving ourselves or not believing that we deserve to step into our you know, highest potential and like to be the best versions of ourselves. I'm trying to think of like what other tangible advice, but truly, I think when we just see ourselves as beautiful, capable, ever evolving beings we're able to offer more grace to ourselves. We're able to just be more okay with who we are. You know, we're less interested in what we're wearing or, you know, like how much makeup we have on our faces. Like you're just more naturally you and inevitably like that feels so good. Like that feels like that's better than any kind of, you know, like, I don't know like any kind of like outfit we could put on or something like when when your beauty your light your power is just like freaking illuminating within you and it just like shines like that's one of like the compliments i love getting giving people is like just when people are so radiant like they're just illuminating like they're Mm -hmm. glowing like literally their passion their soul their love their compassion whatever it is is like just seeping through every single one of their pores. I think just getting to know ourselves and to to trust in yourself is huge. And it's such like a, I mean, it's way easier said than done in terms of advice. Um, but when we do that, we're more confident in who we are and our abilities. And those scary doors of opportunity now feel like, value like every every single thing is is valuable and like you see that more it's not like ah like I don't know I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at it's more like oh my gosh like there this could be huge Mm -hmm. like there could be so much potential here and I know I could take it on and I can I know and I trust in myself that if it's not what I need or what's good for me I can pivot and I can change and I can adapt because I know that I can do that and that like inner trust and inner like confidence in, in yourself and who you are is is huge
0: mm-hmm. and I think that if we find or if you find yourself in a place that is not recognizing your own light and feeling enough courage to step through that door like you said it's the uncovering process but then also acknowledging that the voices that you hear in your mind are most likely not from you.
1: Mm. They've
0: mm-hmm. probably been instilled in your right. brain from such a young age. So that unworthiness piece that keeps replaying is potentially a voice from one of your parents. Is potentially a voice from a teacher or a coach or whoever I outside know. of you that once told you that, that you then believed And then now it's lodged into your subconscious mind, so much so that you have this passion that you think that you're not worthy Mm -hmm. of stepping into and owning and being the light that you are because you still have this subconscious belief that you are not good enough. And I think what you said about uncovering and going deeper and deeper and deeper, like keep going and going, You uncover that it's not your voice.
1: Yeah. Like typically, yeah, when you get to the root. And that's why I I try to remind people when we talk about healing, you know, we want to go on this journey of healing and, you know, like working through trauma or traumatic events. And we want to have like, let's say even like three sessions of something, yoga, like go to a yoga class or You go to a Reiki session or you're going to therapy session like with, you know, um, a psychologist or psychiatrist. And like we want to be healed and mm, done. Trauma has left. Mm -hmm. But like we fail to recognize that this is typically years. I mean, I'll be 28 in November. You know, we're talking like years and years and years and years of trauma or these words that like our brain has heard or we've told our brain or, you know, all through childhood, a parent told to you or that teacher or that coach, you know, like all of your value was found in X. Now you're trying to uncover and heal from that. And it's been a week and you're like, why, why is this not like working? Why is this? And it's like, we're all searching for peace, like ultimately, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's something, it's like, what is the goal of life like what are we all doing here like that's such a deep thought and so many different pieces to it but it's like if we're not living a peaceful life and we haven't faced those traumas that live in our body that live in our mind and soul then it's holding us back from living this peaceful life so progress of your healing is so valuable and even if it doesn't happen overnight like progress is so good and setbacks are fine too but like that momentum going forward is so valuable and it might take years it might take well into adulthood to heal from a a traumatic or numerous like traumatic events of your childhood like years and years ago but if ultimately it brings you peace then your work towards that healing is valuable. Mm-hmm. So just not getting discouraged and you know, our issues. <laughs> I joke about that a lot in a yoga class. I'll say like, just notice how you're feeling in this moment now that we've we've made a full circle. Like if we start seated, we'll do the whole class and then we'll come back to seated. And it's like, what are the differences in this moment between when we started and when we ended? I mean, more than likely you still have like that giant to-do list you need to do, you know, that like really upsetting experience that happened over the weekend like is still in the back of your mind but it's a perspective shift and maybe those emotions don't have an impact on you as intensely so it's like our issues and worries don't just go away with a yoga class or with like being mindful or it just over time assists and helps in offering you more peace mm-hmm.
0: that's beautiful And I think that when you have the courage to visit those spaces that are still very much alive in you and potentially dictating or having power over your present moment, it's like you deserve that time Mm -hmm. to give back to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful interlacing moment where yoga comes in Because ultimately, I feel like yoga is a practice of you showing up for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and moving your body physically, yes. But like navigating emotions. And I mean, like, again, like there's that whole psychological perspective that tells us like, hey, when we work out and we move our body, like we feel better. We release endorphins. But it's, like, so much more than that, too. Like, why do we release those endorphins? Like, we're we're shifting and moving, like, this stagnant energy or this really dense, let's just say, like, balled up, as tight as you can, like, ball up energy, just, like, sitting in our body, not moving, and so we give this opportunity to, like, move it around, to shake it up, and, like, it's still there. Like, it hasn't gone anywhere, but now it's just, like... We just approach it from a different perspective. And so it's like, yeah, like those really heavy like traumatic experiences are still very much real and valid, but they just don't have a hold on your body and mind the way that they used to. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think for me, like that is where so much of like my inner healing and my peace, has surfaced is just in knowing that we're not consumed like my identity is not found in the trauma that I endured like through childhood that I'm so much more than just you know a victim of x y and z like that I I can forgive and I can move past those things it's I struggled When I like really came to terms with a lot of things that happened in my childhood, I think I at first struggled with, well, like what, what, what do I struggle with now? Like what my identity was like not found in having a struggling relationship with my dad anymore or like living in poverty, like my identity, like who I was had nothing to do with those things anymore because I had kind of like released them. And like that's kind of a whole other layer, like through grief and through healing. But I think that peace feels different for everyone. But in my own experience, just having um, the ability to release a lot of these holds that um, like suffering and trauma like had on me that I didn't even know letting go of those ties and bonds was like huge for me and like that took time like just before this we were talking about like I was like I don't actually know if there was a specific pivotal moment where like boom like I'm all of a sudden like this mindful very intentional like human being (laughs) I want to I want to use the word kinder too because when I was younger or even through high school I don't feel like I was I wasn't a mean person but I certainly wasn't someone who like really you know spoke on kindness and like the weight of kindness so I kind of want to throw that in there too there wasn't the a specific moment where I felt like you know the lights came on and I became this kind of like human who wanted to navigate life like this it was gradual over time I just started to kind of like connect these puzzle pieces that like we're all there, like they were all like in front of me, but I just started to kind of connect them and be like, this feels right. Like this feels in alignment with who I am I'm following a path that, yeah, feels very authentic to who I am and who I want to, I want people to see me as as well. Mm-hmm. And not in the way like people see me as like, you know, people's perceptions of us, like are important to a certain degree, but like how we feel internally should be able to be felt externally. I think is kind of the best way to to share that. But yeah, it's you know it's it's a journey, and I don't I don't think we need to have like that one moment of okay on this day in twenty whatever mm-hmm. I was healed and like I was peaceful and my trauma was gone. It's um, you know it's a journey as with anything thank mm. you for sharing sure.
0: <laughs> what you mentioned about forgiveness it's such a powerful practice to do and to give that out even if you're not going up to say your dad or this person that hurt you or whatever whoever it may be but just energetically like i forgive this person because I don't wanna hold resentment in my own body anymore. Yeah. I don't want to hold pain. I don't want to hold anger because yeah. if I'm holding on to the hate, it's taking away the room for the love. Exactly. They can't coexist, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. No, they, they, they can't. I watched, um, this is so relevant, I watched um, Ted Lasso if anyone hasn't watched Ted Lasso it's a series it is so heartwarming and it's hilarious it's really funny basically in it one of um, one of the characters is talking about his relationship with his drunk of a father and who always like told the guy the character is like a soccer superstar um, like extremely famous and you know was still never good enough for this dad But of course, like the soccer superstar, like has all of his self-worth is like, you know, how his his father sees him. And anyway, Ted Lasso, who is just incredible, you know, looks at him and essentially says something along the lines of like, you should try forgiveness. And the soccer superstar is like, oh, no, like I'm not giving him that. Mm. And Ted goes, no, that's what you give yourself. Ding, 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 ding. ding. My (gasps) job. Yeah. And it is. Like, it's the greatest gift. It's so freeing. It's that, like, cutting of that bond, that tie to your trauma. Mm -hmm. And it takes, I think, a really long time. And it's it's circumstantial, you know, Um, like, the kind of trauma that you've endured. However, like, when you can come to a place where you can forgive, your life and your identity can move past that trauma your identity can change you can be whoever you want to you're no longer bound to the the holds and the weights of that that experience it's huge and it's hard like <laughs> it's certainly not easy it's i wish it could be as you know as simple as i forgive you Done, but it's not. It truly is like we know. Like even when we say like, "I forgive you, it's okay." Like I forgive you, like for something silly, like a um, argument with a friend or something like that. It's like you can tell when like you really mean it. Like you can, you know, when you're like, "I'm just saying I forgive you, but I swear as hell do not." Mm-hmm. It's like kind of that thing. It's like when it's real, and it's like you're not. You don't have to fake it to anyone else. Like in your body, you know it's real. You can feel that it's real. It is um, incredibly freeing and liberating, like really, really liberating. Yeah,
0: and it's quite tricky to navigate, especially Mm -hmm. when the experience was essentially life-changing from the moment. Yeah. And even if you have to keep revisiting it, if it keeps showing up in certain ways, the weight of the trauma or the weight of the experience begins to soften
1: yeah yeah
0: each time you visit it and give it that even if the full body forgiveness is fifty percent at least now it's less heavy it's it's softer
1: yeah yeah or you can move through it a little bit easier
0: that's some powerful stuff yeah
1: man. yeah it's
0: really nice
1: it's really nice is there like the <laughs> well, our conversations, Lily, I feel like are always so refreshing and replenishing, and like so real and balanced. It's like those the conversations like you crave, like you know, like we all know those conversations you have with somebody, and you're like, oh, "What the heck? Like, there is no substance here. Like, I, I don't really care about like." we you know whatever something so like superficial or just mm-hmm. like it's like we have so many valuable things to discuss as human beings and like our experiences but somehow you know some for some reason we shy away from that or we don't deserve to express it and it's like when you do get it you're like ah oh, especially with someone else where it's like equally you know it's just balanced and reciprocated it's mm-hmm. like such a beautiful exchange mm-hmm. I feel like I've always valued that about our conversations. They're just so very real and just, yeah, I wish more people had like hard, not even like hard conversations, but like authentic ones about things that are on their minds and their hearts and what they're struggling with and what they're celebrating. I just wish that it was a little bit more more common, but when you can have them, ah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> go with them.
0: They're so cherished. Yeah. And I truly feel that about so many of my friendships. I look at my life and I'm just like, wow, Mm -hmm. man, it's so nice. Yeah. And to, to show each other's humanity, like that's in the moments of the vulnerability, the suffering, we can relate on more things than we are different.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: it invites just a deeper connection. And I feel like every time we get together, every mm-hmm. time we talk, even if it's through the phone, whatever, it's deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I mean, it's it's gonna go as deep as we're willing to go each right. time. And I feel like that's what I really appreciate about our friendship is that we meet each other on this depth and this depth
1: is continuous. Yeah. I love that, too, though. And I think, like, we've we've talked about this before, but it's, like, we've only really been, like, chipping away. I mean, now we're, like, <laughs> a little bit more than chipping away at, like, one another and, like, who we are and things that we struggle with and, you know, day-to-day things. But it's, like, we've only been doing this for a relatively short period of time in the grand scheme of, like, our, you know, 20-some years alive. And so it's, like... What does 20, 30 years of just, like, authentic, supportive, loving friendship... Like, what does that look like? Because it's exactly what you said. Like, every conversation we have, we're just getting to know each other more and more. And so, it's like, yeah, what does is, what is 20 years of that look like?
0: That yeah. really excites me. Yeah, and just to know that it's only going to build like Mm -hmm. and that it is real yeah it's so comforting and i shared in in the intro but like that is not a feeling of comfortability in a friendship that is new yeah especially women friendships yeah it's so to find this yeah and to continue to nurture it and water it and show up to it it's so fulfilling Mm-hmm. and I feel I feel deeply seen I feel deeply heard received mm-hmm. and deeply supported and just pushed through like you mentioned like you you're inquisitive and so the the layers of uncovering just keeps going mm-hmm. and the doors that I see that are cracked open that I don't necessarily want to walk through you're like why not mm-hmm. and to have friendship that pushes you through the doors like that's what it's about yeah I think
1: yeah yeah definitely like we all deserve to be surrounded by like really good people who want to grow in the same direction as you I think it says a lot about like you know like your friendships at this stage in life like who you choose like our time is so valuable Mm -hmm. so it's like who we choose to surround ourselves with and the conversations we choose to have and you know, the places we choose to go like that it's all it's so important it's so important to be surrounded by people who are cheering you on and are like you know pushing you in that direction like lovingly and are asking like those hard questions that's so important and if like you are craving that i Really encourage you to just like go find it, like people to go out and find that. I'm sure it won't be hard to find because we all crave connection, but like we it's hard for us to be vulnerable. But like when we're vulnerable and when we like you know ask to connect or we listen deeply to someone when they share something intimate and we give them that feedback that they're safe and that you hear them, like that is so powerful. And, like, that's the shit that people think is, like, meaningless. Like, that's Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that some people are, like, meh. Like, you know, someone shares something, like, really, like, intimate about their life. And the person's, like, texting while they're sharing it. And so it's, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no kidding. That person, like, now never wants to share that again. Mm -hmm. Like, no kidding. Now this person has, like, three layers, like, back over their heart. Because, like, they were vulnerable and it wasn't received so you know, I'm always trying to encourage myself and check in with myself that I'm being supportive and being like that listening ear and, you know, incredibly loving. And like my intentions always coming from a place of like pureness and never like judgmental, just inquisitive. I love that word. Like just more like questioning and, you know, offering perspective, but never, never judging
0: speaking from experience from not having a sense of supportive community around me at one point if you can't find that in people outside of yourself Mm -hmm. it just gives you the opportunity to be that for yourself oh love that and you gave the tangible piece earlier of journaling when you're writing you can go to the depths in which you wish to go like there are no boundaries there are no rules so you can ask yourself the questions like the deepest questions possible and then elaborate on that through your own words and that be the supportive loving giving receiving Mm -hmm. relationship and it's literally coming from you and receiving from you so it's this never-ending source of connection support love that you feel yet you give Mm -hmm. and you receive
1: (laughs) yeah it's like that beautiful circle like there's no rejection there's Mm -hmm. no like you know someone like judging you know your your thoughts or Mm -hmm. like your actions it's just you sharing and expressing them with yourself yeah it's really it really is lovely
0: if you had to share a piece about intention what would it be
1: when we think about intention or like what is our intention for something a lot of people sometimes think like (laughs) your intentions with like another person or like you think about that like dad like saying what are your intentions with my daughter Mm -hmm. and it like has to be maybe not even relating to that but like that word intention can feel really big and like really like all-encompassing but when I think about being intentional or living a life of intention. For me, it's really shifting into like present mode. It's like taking a scan, noticing, observing where my body, where my mind is. And like in this moment, what do I need? And like, that's my intention. So you know, in a yoga class is really like what I think of. I always, you know, invite people to to consider like, why are they here? Like, I ask that all the time. Like, why are why are you here? Why is this important to you? You've got a lot of things you could do. There's so many yoga offerings. Why here? Why now? Why with me? Like, what do you need from this? And so, intentionalizing your time is in a beautiful technique strategy invitation that you can give yourself to just continue supporting yourself in your needs and you know you of course have to check in to like figure out what those things are but you know it's even just like you know your intention for like this podcast like your intention for like uh, a date out with your partner, an intention for the year, like it can be as big as that, but it can also be so small. Um, And an intention for a conversation, like for example, you know, my my sister and I had a conversation that we really needed to have. You know, we were disconnecting for a little while, and and I know she would she would agree on that. Like it was this mutually felt disconnect and we had a conversation and like I had journaled about it. I had written it down, I had notes, but I shared with her like, here's my intention for our conversation. Like very clear, like you don't have all of these obstacles that you're like getting over and you're just like talking in circles. It's like, this is like what I want. This is what I need from this conversation. Something I took away from my time in in Bali in Indonesia was one of my teachers before we started anything like before we went to lunch before we started a new workshop before we started a class like before we literally like got up from the yoga class like we always had transition time this time to like be intentional and so it was just taking a moment to shift your energy to shift your focus your mindset into like what you are now doing Mm -hmm. And that has been something, I mean, I've been doing since then. So, I mean, that was 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, but just offering, yeah, a moment to just kind of, like, establish what do I need in this, in this time or from this space? Like, what do I need from it? It just allows us to be more clear in our life, I think. And um, to be more direct and support our needs like ultimately like to kind of like put those first and honor them to see them and to yeah just do things that that support them Is there anything you want to add to intention i truly feel
0: like you embody that all of mm-hmm. which you shared the only thing i would add would be that sometimes intention in my understanding can be used in people's lives as a way to like goal orient mm. but I don't believe it to be something where you're focused on the outcome of it like you said it's a present feeling it's a yeah. present approach to a situation to a person to a conversation and it's not the end goal result like I'm playing this game because my intention is to win mm.
1: great point point. Like,
0: and I think that it can get a little bit twisted and be more goal oriented sometimes
1: no i think that's such a, a wonderful point because even if i think about like that conversation i had with my sister that i brought up where like ultimately the conversation went really well and like we found some common ground like i would say it was a successful conversation but had it had not been and i still shared my intention and i still followed through with like expressing what I needed or I you know like what yeah as long as I, I followed through in an honest attempt at my intention I think I still would have been okay because like that I know that I was doing all that I could have done to support that mm-hmm. you know had my sister been like Don't want anything to do with you. Like, I don't want a relationship anymore. Like, thank goodness she didn't. And like, that wasn't the outcome. But yeah, I mean, that's like a great point. Like, it's so really not about the ending result. It's more so just about like, in the moment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's such a great point.
0: Thank you for sharing all Mm. of the beautiful, beautiful insights And just sharing a piece of your mind, a piece of your heart. It's so valued and so cherished. And it's truly an honor to have your presence grace this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's truly, it's such a gift. And you're you're a gift in all the lives that you touch, but definitely you're a gift in my life. Because I just honor you so much.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I feel it right back towards you. I really do, and I feel like we that that one phrase that came across in a voice memo to one another, but i do I feel like you see me in the light that I see myself, and that's such a beautiful gift to receive, and I know that you feel it too from when you know from what you've shared with me, but just like being able to. Yeah, like truly just be seen as like exactly who I feel I am. Like for you to see me wholly, fully, like is such, such a gift. Like, and I think that's what makes like really beautiful friendships is this, this seeing this connectedness. Oh, it's been so fun. What beautiful conversation. It's like an everyday activity for you and I. Yes. <laughs> But nice to, like, go a little bit deeper into some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was lovely. Thanks for letting me come on here.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And
1: and that's it. it. And, and come. Go. And that's it. We done. Peace out. <laughs>